The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Amplifier Advisors, LLC, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Now your host, Jonathan Aberman. Welcome to this What's Working in Washington Extra, where we unpack an important issue. There are a few things as important to our community these days is understanding what innovation actually is. I spend a lot of time personally around people who say that they're innovators, and I got to tell you, innovation is a term these days that's misused in many cases to the point of bordering on irrelevance. Yet there is a very strong need for business to change its perspective for how they find customers and how they serve them, and innovation is the way that they do it. Many of our region's most important employers are grabbing innovation and pushing it new directions. So I wanted to talk about innovation today in the context of how many of our region's leading businesses are using it to change how they serve customers and grow their business and change their organizations. So innovation, what is it and why does it matter is the topic for today. Here in the studio with Caitlin McKenna, she's Senior Director of Customer Experience and Innovation at Hilton. She has a lot of experience We'll talk about creating new things, and she now runs the Hilton Innovation Gallery, an experimental sp collaboration space here in McLean. Our second guest is Brenda Sengupta. She's Deputy Director of Booz Allen Innovation Center. Booz Allen, as some of you may know, but many do not, has made a big investment in Innovation Center downtown D.C. and is really using innovation as a way to change how it services its existing customers and grows new products, including recently rolling out a product out of their efforts so first of all, ladies, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. For well, having us. it's terrific. It's just terrific having an opportunity to talk about innovation because, as they say, it's a word that is used more and more around town these days. You're going to help me now. What does innovation actually mean? How would you define it? Caitlin, I'll start with you. Sure, that's a great question. Uh, we think a lot about what innovation means, um, and you're right. It is an absolutely uh, misused words in many, many respects, but um, for us, Innovation is really around finding new experiences and products that just literally add value to um, a customer's experience in whatever they're consuming. Um, often the customer doesn't even know what they want or need um, in really getting to the core of what a customer, their behaviors, the stuff that they expect and experience, sometimes often said, but sometimes uh, not spoken of. And being able to kind of discern that and build a product around it to create value is, is what we believe uh, innovation is. So innovation, from your perspective, is is helping a customer, delight a customer with something new that they didn't already have. Right. And it could be something that is a physical, tangible product. It could be something that is a service-oriented product. It could be, um, you know, we think of it in the context of hospitality, of course, um, along the entire journey. May it be the digital experience, the physical experience, the service-oriented um, gestures that you might uh, experience in a hotel. Um, through the entire journey. And so uh, for us, innovation is, is quite broad and um, it encompasses really the, 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 full, the full perspective. Brenda, I, I know that this is something you're spending a lot of time over at Booz Allen with your colleagues. A lot of people look at government contracting or working with the government and say, what's innovative about that? But yet this is an area that you've made a big investment. How does innovation relate to serving the nation or you know, why why booze get so interested in it? Absolutely. Innovation for us is change with impact. It is any kind of 
change, whether it's incremental to transformational, that creates a positive impact for our clients, our customers, and the end users, which ultimately is the American citizens, right? Mm-hmm. So it, that might mean, sometimes it might mean a collaboration or building a culture of collaboration. Sometimes that means building a product out. Sometimes that means um, just a set of services that that Booz Allen will do to to grow uh, the customer mindset towards innovative products. So when when organizations such as yours or or a Capital One or some of the others that are really getting into this in a big way here into Amazon, another example. When I talk with entrepreneurs, they will often conflate entrepreneurial behavior, startup behavior with innovation. Are they really the same thing? Innovation can be anything to anyone, I think. In some cases, innovation is creativity. In other cases, it's an entrepreneurial mindset. It's defining innovation for that particular person or that particular agency and then taking that and saying, okay, this is what we can do for you. Uh, This is the strategy that we can create and the, the set of tools and products that we can help to bring to you through various strategies like tech scouting and working on something in house that can then get you to where you want to be. I would agree with uh, that a little bit. Um, We like to think of ourselves as a little bit of a startup, um, you know, a startup mindset and an entrepreneurial mindset, but in a big, big, big giant company. And that has to start with not a very specific team. You know, granted, I I run uh, customer experience and innovation, but our mindset transcends every employee at Hilton. And we work very hard to start at the top and drive an entrepreneurial or um, innovative or whatever word we want to use. And frankly, they could be synonymous in some cases. And sometimes I think they're just buzzwords we pick and choose for the sake of um, discussion. Um, but we work very hard to give people the authority, the leverage, the um, creativity to do things differently, think differently, and try something new. You know, um, we we find, and much like you possibly mm-hmm. a booze, but many industries are sort of built on practices that have been consistent over the course of 100 years. It's really hard to break a specific process or a specific practice or a specific frame of mind. And where I think um, we probably share a similarity in our role is helping to change that culture one person at a time and force people and allow people to do things differently, um, which, which is sometimes the toughest stuff, especially when you're talking hundreds of thousands of individuals who have to, to take that ownership. I, I think, Caitlin, that's a very important point. Um, my view is that the conventional wisdom has been for years that, that innovation happens in startups and big companies don't innovate. But yet mm-hmm. in the 21st century, if you don't rapidly change to your customer, you're roadkill. Mm-hmm. So are these efforts at some level, whether it's a Boozer or Hilton, are these basically efforts to change an organization's internal culture by teaching people how to be more customer focused? Oh, I think absolutely. And where we, uh, I think we do a, a, de- a decent job and will continue to get even stronger is relative to understanding the customer. My team specifically, and and many others, we spend every single day with some customer. Um, may it be customers that we currently have and we want to help even more, or customers that we don't have and we want to understand better. Um, so indeed, um, the customer is at the core of it all, and you can really only deliver value and innovation when you're serving a, a need, a gap, a purpose that will ultimately um, be desirable by the customer. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's uh, For us, Booz Allen has always been an innovative company. We, we essentially, uh, we created consulting, right? As a firm, we were the first consulting firm 
out there. Uh, and and since then, you know, we've we've been around for about a hundred years, and and we've kind of been in in the game for an extended period of time. If you look at other consulting firms out there, we're actually the underdog, right? We're we're relatively small in comparison to to some of our competitors, and we've we've been able to keep the edge because of our investment in innovation. Having said that, I don't think that, for for instance, the innovation center that we have, which is the physical manifestation of our innovation agenda, I don't think that that would have succeeded if we said, oh, let's plop down a space um, right when we first decided that we were going to um, invest in this changing mindset. In the beginning, it took some time to build that culture. And then when we when we decided that that culture was ready that's when we um, build out a physical space. So when we come back after the break, I want to turn my attention to talk a little bit about how both of you came to be involved in innovation, because I, I think the pathway to become involved in innovation in a corporate context is something a lot of our listeners are going to be very interested in. So we're here with Caitlin McKenna, Senior Director, Customer Experience Innovation at Hilton, and Brenda Sengupta, Deputy Director, Booz Allen Innovation Center. Booz Allen, we'll be right back after this break. Thank you to our sponsor, TEDCO. TEDCO invests in early stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. TEDCO's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. And we're back in this What's Working in Washington Extra, talking about innovation in the corporate context with our two guests, Caitlin McKenna, Senior Director of Customer Experience Innovation at Hilton, I'm Brenda Sengupta, Deputy Director, Booz Allen Innovation Center here in D.C. Having spent some time with you both, I think how you came to be involved in innovation is pretty interest, uh, interesting and important for our listeners to know. Uh, Brenda, I'll start with you. Uh, obviously, from the day you were born, you were destined to run an innovation lab, right? <laughs> That's correct, yes. Uh, no, not at all. I wanted to be an architect. I went to architecture school and, and then realized that at some point in time, I needed to know how to run my own company. And architecture school was not going to teach me how to do that. And I wanted to do it specifically towards real estate. So my background academically and uh, professionally before joining Booz Allen is in architecture and real estate. And at some point, I realized that I needed to not limit myself um, and my creativity and the strategic mind that I have to just buildings and be able to use that to solve real world challenges. Um, my husband at the time was working at Booz Allen and he was in the design thinking cohort and, and he was working specifically on veteran suicide. And it was a compelling argument. The ways in which they came up with those solutions was so perfectly aligned to my, my background that I thought I'd make the jump. Interesting. A builder 
or somebody who wants to build things ultimately is building things, but building things around creativity. Building experiences, yeah. Interesting. And Caitlin, of course, uh, since I've struck out once, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm up to play it again. You, of course, were destined to be involved in innovation from the beginning, right? Oh my gosh. Well, unlike uh, Brenda, I think I have um, really no specific destiny, and I never really have. In fact, when I was in college, I had a professor who uh, called me a scanner, and at the time, I thought, what on earth is he talking <laughs> about? And then I came to realize what he meant was. I have a real interest in everything, and I love and I'm most passionate about the sort of cross-section of all these different disciplines and industries and layers of business and politics and uh, math and, and you name it. So for me, um, this the my, my career started out in a, in a place of comfort, which was um, math and, and investment in, in the real estate sense. Um, and, and where I think the customer piece started, which led me towards innovation, was Every single person has a customer, whether you're in human resources, you're in architecture, you're in design, you're in Mm -hmm. product development, and you learn how to understand what they need, how to deliver information, how to formulate value for them. Um, And and when you're in math and investment, it's all about calculating value um, and delivering something to, um, you know, at the time it was real estate developers or investors or lenders and things like that, and and you're trying to figure out what, what the value of something is. Um, however, um, in my world, uh, we the value of a piece of real estate is much derived by the brands that, that actually um, encompass the piece of real estate. So in our case, the, the 14 brands, 15 brands, pardon, that we have at Hilton. And so I wanted to learn a lot more about the brand side of the business um, and brands really encompass product. So I started to um, contribute to leading um, our wellness uh, product, which was spa and fitness at the time, uh, mo- more out of personal interest less so out of um, a lifelong destiny and wellness. But that really started the um, uh, real interest in developing product and brands. Uh, and, and to me, it doesn't matter what the product is. If you have the capacity to understand your guests and your consumer and your customer, then you could build any product no matter what it is, whether it's an app, a piece of digital something, a consumer packaged goods, or a com- complete customer experience. Um, and so then I was asked to lead up our um, product innovation, which ulti- which ultimately landed me in the customer experience and innovation world, which is defining our brands through product and experience in all of its facets. I do a lot of work helping organizations become more innovative in my when I'm not here in the studio working so hard. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, I find that no organization changes unless it has people like you, you know, the scanners, people who mm-hmm. want to be creative and so mm-hmm. forth. You're both now in charge or working with teammates to create cultures of innovation tangibly. How do you teach people in your organization how to become more innovative? It depends on the person, right? So a, a person who might be extremely extroverted might have a different definition of innovation than a person who is is more introverted and might need some more closed time. The work that they do or the way in which they project themselves as well as uh, the client delivery that they have can be different for different things. Um, Again, innovation is is different for different people, right? And as long as they're making change with impact, um, that that's really all we want to empower them to do. We want them. We want to empower them to change the world. Mine might be a little bit different in my approach, and I think there's something that to be said about the power of communication. Um, I think there's uh, kind of a, uh, an art in persuasiveness and logic, and how you uh, communicate that to people within your business and internally and externally, for that matter. Uh, and and much of it is storytelling. So when you get to um, an individual who just mm-hmm. doesn't 
doesn't want to change, doesn't understand a new process, or doesn't think that something matters, um, there's a, a, a bit of a craft in just the storytelling component of it. And um, that that is actually a major piece of my job, um, but it's also the most fun because you see individuals who have been doing something, for example, 40 years in a particular way, and to help them ever so slowly kind of turn the corner is is really kind of cool. So I would I would say it's it's part logic, but also just genuine communication and the the art of persuasion. For me, one of the things you said that really crosses over. I, I recently interviewed on the show uh, General Stan McChrystal talking about leadership and. He just finished writing a book all about leadership and pointed out that leadership these days really is about myth-making. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me that innovation in some ways is really about myth-making and telling people a story. Yeah. Well, well, truly, sometimes the outcomes aren't known, right? You you have you have to take chances at times, and that's okay. And, and nothing is a, a failure necessarily, but it's okay to say, look, we don't know exactly what will happen when we do this. We don't know. We know our 12-month 12, 12 runway. We don't know our 10-year but trust in this new process, trust in how we're doing it, um, trust in the potential and the opportunities that lay before us based on all the things that we know. And then, um, you know, I guess that's the storytelling, the myth-making that you're kind of alluding to. Even at the Innovation Center, we have a wall full of inspiration and ways in which people have failed. Um, so everyone who, who sits and works at the center as they're incubated in the space, uh, we encourage them to try something completely different without knowing um, really what, what the outcome is. And then being able to say, I, I failed so hard on this and, and, and move on from there and also celebrate it. Celebrate that risk taking. That's not necessarily something that especially large corporations are willing to necessarily want to have. So, Brenda, I love that concrete example. And after the break, I want to come back and help our listeners. Let's give them some specific tactics that they can use if they want to emulate what you're up to in their own organizations to make themselves more innovative. So after the break, we're going to continue this conversation with Caitlin McKenna, Senior Director of Customer Experience Innovation at Hilton, and Brenda Sengupta, Deputy Director of Booz Allen Innovation Center. We'll be right back. Thank you to SpeakerBox Communications. SpeakerBox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice to many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars in revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. back in this What's Working in Washington Extra, talking about innovation with our guest Caitlin McKenna from Hilton and Brenda Sengupta from Booz Allen. Before the break, 
let's give our listeners some hints, tactics that they can use in their own organization to help their employees become more innovative. Brenda, I'll start with you. I know that you've been thinking about this a lot. There are a few different ways in which we we innovate within Booz Allen and then also deliver to our clients. Part of it can include crowdsourcing, um, building out a larger solver set of people that can uh, take their disparate experiences and apply it to a specific problem. Sometimes we we silo ourselves and, and, and using something like crowdsourcing as well as incubation within a physical environment allows these teams to not feel so insular and be able to uh, be able to mentor each other in a peer and cross-training kind of way. So that's one example. Another example is to not go it alone. We have within Booz Allen, we, we have a thing called the Innovation Blueprint. And this is something that we also bring to our clients. And once we know that there's a solution at hand and maybe we have part of a solution in place, we can go in and not go it alone and bring in our partners and, and alliances small companies to large ones that can help to tech, to tech scout as well as as uh, bring in a joint solution. Breaking down silos, getting new voices connected. That's right exactly there. right. Caitlin, how about you? Um, great question. So we do some, some similar things. You know, for example, last year we put on the first ever hospitality hackathon with uh, Cornell University. And in fact, we just finished up another one uh, last week, um, you know, because we understand uh, the power of many in thinking and uh, we understand the importance of many different companies and partnerships contributing to our thought processes. But I, I think what I, I, I want to talk more about is the art of prototyping and the importance of the day-to-day -day tactics that get us from ideation to delivery. When you think about the practicality of it, when you spend your time sitting with a customer, building a prototype, iterating on that prototype, and every single time you create an iteration of something and you gain feedback, you you ult the, the launch of whatever you're ultimately developing is that much more secure. And um, so w with my teams and across the company, we spend a lot of time gut checking ourselves and and what we might have start off with um, in the ideation phase might be completely something completely different at the point of launch. Um, so a mixture of you know pitch events, corporate partnerships, hackathons, crowdsourcing, and all that that sort of stuff is is great. But it doesn't ultimately always yield to a final product solution, much like the day-to-day -day tactics. My I find that if you really want to do organizational change, which is really what an innovation activity is, there is no substitute for two things in my experience. The first one is. People need to experience something together, you know, whether it's something tangible. There needs to be some sense-making to it. And the second one is I find generally you have to put them under stress. People seem to learn a lot more when they're under stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think people are sometimes fearful of saying, oh, my idea was no good or hearing that their idea was no good. Um, but what a better opportunity to get that at the early parts of the, the, the development as opposed to towards the end after after launch when you you're, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Got a couple minutes left with you. What's your best argument for why somebody should want to be involved in innovation? Caitlin, I'll start with you. Oh, well, I would like to think about it in the context of my world, um, mostly, number one, because I'm extremely passionate about my industry and the scale that we have to do big, wonderful things that differentiate and contribute to the world in mass. Um, if you can imagine, we've got about 5,000 properties or so and growing around the world, which means we dot uh, 5,000 communities. We've got over 300,000 employees. Um, all of whom have uh, a really solid place in our business. 
And so to innovate um, and offer resources, tools, products, services to all these people around the world, every customer you can imagine is pretty powerful and a really cool opportunity and platform for us to embrace. So for you then, it sounds like it's big footprint, change the world. Brenda, how about you? For us, innovation is a mindset, right? The the basic beginning of innovation starts with a change in in thought and behavior and habit that leads to a culture of innovation amongst a large group of people. And going back to that initial definition of innovation, that change with impact, we believe that a person who wants to be innovative has the ability to use the same these sets of tools and and behaviors and and community uh, to to have that impact in the world, whether that is just within their own team or within them their own selves to a larger government agency to a commercial entity to you know throughout the world essentially. Okay, so if I'm a cartoon character. <laughs> Who's the most innovative cartoon character you could imagine? I'm hooked on Incredibles too, with my one-year-old and four-year-old right now. So I'm thinking someone in someone in that movie might be my most innovative. So I actually like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I think Dr. Seuss has this different way of thinking and a, a different way in which he's able to show children and and even adults. Right when you read Dr. Seuss books. You can you learn so much about things like sustainability and and things like kindness, right? And the and the way in which people interact and the idea of not always going with the norm. Um, I I like that about Dr. Seuss, and I think that uh, his character is truly innovative because of it. I think it's terrific, and the reason why I I asked you about that is because as I was spending the time with you in the studio today, the one under lying theme to this all was we were having fun together and talking about innovation is fun innovation yes. ultimately is the way you can make coming to work matter to people it can delight customers and boy it was great having you today caitlin mckenna thanks for joining us thank you very much and brenda sengupta thanks for taking the time thank you so much and that wraps up another edition of what's working in washington a weekly program and podcast that brings you closer to the cross-section of entrepreneurship, innovation, and business here in the greater Washington region. We hope you're following us on Twitter. Our handle is What's Working DC. If you have any story ideas or if you'd like to come on the show, please do pitch us through Twitter. Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I, Jonathan Aberman, are here to be a resource for the region entrepreneurship innovation. Thank you to Speakerbox Communications. Speakerbox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice to many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Tedco. Tedco invests in early stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is the leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. 
Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. Tweet us at, at What's Working DC and tell us what you think of the show. Don't forget to like us on iTunes. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Monday afternoons at 2.30 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.